DeAndre Hopkins mosses the entire Bills defense. Panthers lose. Antonio Brown's in trouble again. Drew Brees breaks basically all of his ribs. Jason Myers makes a 61-yard field goal, and the NBA draft is upon us. All of that and more on this week's episode of It's Sports Sis. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but welcome to week eight, which means episode eight of It's Sports Sis. Where has the time gone, Sarah? How is it already Thanksgiving next week? I seriously feel like I keep saying that we just started this podcast, but every week, I'm, now that we're saying it's week eight, episode eight, I'm like, we're, we should be pros by now, which I mean, have there been any other podcast hosts that have been on Bobby Bones in the morning? I think not. And think not. almost so close to crushing lunchbox who I really despise. I do not like lunchbox. You guys. So long story short, follow us on Instagram because you'll be able to keep up with all of our shenanigans, but I'll give you all of the nitty gritty details at the end of this episode. So listen up and let's jump right into the NFL news. So first and foremost, Christine, the biggest play of the entire season up until this point DeAndre Hopkins caught a Hail Mary for the Cardinals against the Bills. And it really looked like it was the entire Bills defense. Did you watch it? I did. So one of my really good friends, Nicole, is a huge Bills fan. So I watched the entire game. We were texting each other the entire time. Whenever the um, Bills got that touchdown at the very, very end, there was 34 seconds. We were like in the bag. Bills are going to win this one. And then Kyler Murray throws that Hail Mary. Kyler. Might as well call it a Hail Murray because. (laughs) (laughs) Hail Murray from this point on, because my jaw hit the floor. I couldn't believe what happened. He was surrounded by four Bills defenders. Four. And somehow managed to catch the ball and get the touchdown for the win literally was like the most amazing play that I've seen. And in his press conference after the game, he was going like this. And they're like, what does that mean? He was like in basketball, this means you got dunked on. He was like, but I don't really think that there's any sort of a sign like this. And I'm tapping my head, you guys, um, with like an open hand. He said, I don't think that there's really a sign like this when you dunk on four people. So (laughs) go ahead with your bad self, DeAndre Hopkins. You just live on that throne until next week because you definitely deserve it. I will say the Bills did play a pretty good game, but unfortunately they just really like to lose. So it's sorry, Bills. This one's this one's one game for the Cardinals, zero for the Bills. So I do want to explain, Christine, what a Hail Mary is. And I, Christine and I, when we were prepping, I was like, we probably should explain where the term Hail Mary came from. And Christine was like, where did it come from, Sarah? And I was like, 
uh, I'm not sure. And here we are recording on Tuesday and I still have not done research. So I promise you guys, I will look into where the term Hail Mary comes from. We grew up Catholic. And so obviously my very first reaction is like Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee, but that's probably not where it came from or the origination, but I'll look into it and I'll definitely let you guys know at some point this week on Instagram, but a Hail Mary pass in football terms is when they're, um, there was two seconds left in the game, right? So, so there's, they had to get a touchdown to win. Yes, exactly. So typically you're down by either more than three points, which is a field goal, or you're too far back for your field goal kicker to make a field goal. When we typically see a hail Mary to your point is when there's two seconds left, but the, Cardinals were down by, I want to say six points. I don't remember how much they were down. Maybe it was was five points. It was definitely more more than three. So it was not going to be worth it for them to try a really long field goal. So they chuck a pass from like the 50 yard line. It was midfield and they basically the quarterback hikes the ball. Everybody knows that it's coming, which is the even more amazing thing that happened for DeAndre Hopkins is that everybody knows on the field at home that a Hail Mary pass is coming. The quarterback is going to throw the ball as high as he can and as far as he can into the end zone for hopefully his receiver to catch. I would probably say, Christine, 99% of the time, a Hail Mary pass either gets batted down, intercepted, or just not caught at all. So and it looked it looked like it was on path to do the that exactly because whenever it went up in the air and he, I saw those four Bills defenders around him, uh, it's for sure gonna land in the hands of a Bills fan or of a Bills player. Right, because there's four people around DeAndre Hopkins who play right. for the Cardinals. You never see these successfully done ever, ever. I literally don't think in my entire life that I've ever seen a hail mary pass. So this is my very first, which was very exciting to see. So. Kyler throws it in the air from the midfield, from midfield, 50 yard line. He throws it up and basically you're just saying a prayer. You're saying a Hail Mary and you're like, I hope my receiver can pull this one down. But like I said, 99% of the time, you know, what's going to happen. You're going to lose the game and you at least tried with a Hail Mary pass. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is the exception to that rule, Christine. And he jumped up in between in a literal circle, a kumbaya circle of Bills, of Bills defenders in the end zone, circling him. He's in the middle. He jumps up and somehow miraculously grabs this ball, scores a touchdown, and the Cardinals win the game. It was absolutely amazing all hats off to him. He deserves it. I was so happy. I was watching that live because I mean, the videos are always and the highlights are good to go back and watch when you're watching it live. You just have that, like that extra surprise factor that just hit, punches you right in the face. And I was speechless. Yes, I know. Mouth agape jaw dropped. I cannot believe that he actually caught that ball, but as great of a play as Deandre Hopkins had Christine. I mean, it was at least nice to watch one team play good football this weekend because <laughs> Our Carolina Panthers did not look too great. Yeah, we Panthers lost to the Bucks, and it wasn't just a loss. It was like they sweeped us 46 to 23, which is super unfortunate because going into halftime, we were tied. We were looking really good. There was hope we were going to pull through this. I was going against my pick. I picked the Bucks to win, but I was obviously was cheering for the Panthers. 
but then it's like one thing after another thing after we turn the ball over, we throw a pick six, we fumble the, I mean, it's just like, uh, is this, is the bleeding going to stop that second half was because then Teddy Bridgewater got hurt. (laughs) Yeah. So Teddy Bridgewater's hurt and now he's questionable for next week. The Panthers now have lost four games in a row. It's like, we're either really good or we're really bad. It's like, we started the season off two games lose. Of our lives I know we lose Panthers two games fans. and we won three games. Now we've lost four games. And I'm just like, seriously. I mean, we knew that the bucks were coming off of a huge loss to the Saints, yeah. So they were going to be hungry for a big win. But after that first half, I had a lot of hope and Unfortunately, it just was when not in the smoke. cards. Nope, not in the cards for us. Well, the good news with Teddy Bridgewater is that he had his MRI done that night, that very same night, and there was no damage to the ACL. So he'll most likely be playing next week. It's just good. some sort of like minor knee injury that he had. Um, so at least we'll have Teddy back, even though we, we're missing Christian still. Yeah. Did you hear about all of the Antonio Brown news again after that game? Was I surprised? Not even a little bit, not even a little bit, mind you. So Antonio Brown had an incident before he signed with the Bucks where it was in the community where he was living. So the HOA could have pressed charges against him. He threw a bike at the security guard in the in his neighborhood community and broke the security camera he has been in so much legal trouble that this was just like and like i just don't think anybody was really shocked to hear that he did something stupid and illegal again honestly sarah i think he has that um thing that disease that uh, aaron hernandez has had you ever watched that documentary on netflix yeah whatever brain injury that they have from getting hit so many times where they yeah, like don't really um comprehend like right from wrong basically yeah it is it causes like severe aggression it's called cte i looked it up because i was like what what was the name of that 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 aaron hernandez had he actually ended up killing somebody you should go watch the documentary if you haven't watched it on netflix but it's caused by repetitive head impacts Mm -hmm. and the three biggest side effects of cte impulse control problems Mm -hmm. aggression and check check he is a huge risk. And honestly, I don't think that he is playing well enough to justify all of the drama that he brings along with him. But again, just to kind of revisit what we, what we talked about on episode six, the bucks are assuming him innocent until proven guilty and his court date is in December. So we shall see what happens, but Christine Teddy wasn't the only quarterback who got injured last week. Drew Brees ruined himself. Oh, I cringe when I think about this because I've had like a minute fracture on my rib. Well, Drew Brees broke multiple ribs and has a collapsed lung. I talk about misery. I asked you, I heard about this. And then I was just like, did he have, I don't remember one big play from the saints game where he got tackled and was like escorted off the field or anything. And you said that you had read an article that it had happened over multiple games. So it was like a two games, just a buildup injury that, you know, one rib cracked and another rib rib cracked. And then, you know, I guess one of them punctured the lung. I have no idea, but Christine, I broke my rib in 
August of 2019. And when I tell you, I couldn't even move my sheet off of my body whenever I was laying in bed because it hurt so bad. I can't imagine being a professional athlete with multiple broken ribs and a punctured lung and be expected to come back in, in a month, a month or so. I know it's crazy. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I took, I had a hairline fracture on my rib and it took six weeks to even be able to not feel it. Oh, it's been a full, what, when, where are we? We're in November. We're in November of 2020. <laughs> and I have taken a 12 month, 13, 14, 15 month workout hiatus. And it all started when I broke my rib. But you think too, like yours was over a time period where you were running and you were doing your triathlons. And then what did it in for you was sitting down on your couch, all of a sudden on the couch, just decided that it wanted to break at that very moment. Time to go. That's right. I know all the stuff that I was doing, I was overworking it. I got sick. I had bronchitis, whatever. Yes, you're right. I sat (laughs) on my couch the wrong way. My rib cracked. So maybe Drew Breeze's were just hanging on by a hair, just like mine were. And he just needed that one last sack for all of them to crack. But yes, definitely get well soon. I know that is not a fun injury to come back from. And I feel like it's been very, like, there's been a lot of rib injuries and lung punctures that we've heard about in the NFL this year. So people are just hitting each other a little bit harder. I think I'm very curious to see how long he's going to be out for, but the last item of NFL news, I think that we should cover this week, Sarah, to end on a high note was the major boot from Jason Myers. Yes. So he is the kicker for the Seattle Seahawks and he made over a 60 yard field goal. If you guys ever have the opportunity to go out to a field and like, we hear these numbers, we see them on the screen. Obviously we know that 61 yards is over 180 feet. It's a really long field goal, but there's nothing quite like walking out to a football field and standing on the yard line that these kickers are making these field goals from, because it literally looks like it's a mile. So hats off to you, Jason Myers. We, um, did want to let you guys know the longest ever NFL kick uh, field goal ever made was 64 yards. So he wasn't the longest, the 61 yard field goal by Jason Myers, but it definitely was very, very close to being the longest. Well, let me first just say that I don't usually do tequila shots at 4 30 PM on a Sunday, but I will absolutely do one. If I see someone make a kick that's longer than 60, 60 yards. I, I mean, that's super, super impressive. It was the longest field goal for the Seahawks. So he made a record for the Seahawks. Good um, for him. That's awesome. All right. Well, obviously we had a lot of stuff that happened on the NFL, but Christine, the NBA draft is upon us and there is a lot of drama in the basketball world. I know. I need you to tell me all about it, Sarah. I know that I know about Harden. I, he wants to go to the Nets from the Houston Rockets, which is a pretty big deal. Harden's the one that he's known for his, um, his beard. He's got that big, thick beard. Yes. Um, yes, that's right. So he even has, um, you know, the trolley gummies, like the gummy sour worms. I literally have a bag in my desk right now. Yes. I know, you know, Travis and I, my husband <laughs> and I are sour candy aficionados. Um, and they had these things called the weird beards for a while and they were hard and trolley sour 
beards. It was very weird. But Wait, anyways, what? I'm kind of mad that I missed out on that. I should, I know I should have taken a picture of him to document. I'm sure there's, they'll circulate again with all I'm of this sure. drama that's going on. Especially with him. if he goes to the Nets. Yes. Yeah, so long story short, he's been with the Rockets. He plays with Russell Westbrook, who is another amazing guard. And both of them are demanding a trade. So it's not just Harden who lo- no longer wants to play for the Rockets. It's also Russell Westbrook, but the biggest thing that's crazy about Harden, Christine, is they offered him a one-year, $50 million contract to stay with the Rockets, and he was like, no, I'm good. He wants a championship so badly, and he thinks his to turn down 50 million. Yeah. He wants that championship. Yeah, My God. He thinks the only way to get that championship is to play with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in Brooklyn for the Brooklyn Nets. So I know there's nothing that's been officially said right now, but Harden is not going down without signing with the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll see what the Brooklyn so, Nets come so up with. Harden, Harden and Westbrook want to go to the Nets. Yeah. So what Westbrook has demanded a trade, but his, Um, contract is not up with the Houston Rockets. So he's still owed over $84 million over the next two years, plus the one year, um, of a player option, which is worth $46 million. So James Harden's contract is up. And he'll most likely go to the Nets. He will most likely go to the Nets. That's right. Russell Westbrooks is not. And so what happens when the contract is not up is the team who is wanting Russell Westbrook to play for them would assume the remainder of that contract. So $84 million over the next two years, plus the player option, which means after two years in year three, it's up to Russell Westbrook of whether he would like to extend for that additional year or not. And it's called a player option because again, the player has the option of whether they want to extend that contract for the additional year or not. And so it's not just the $84 million, it's the additional $46 million. So that's $130 million over the next three seasons that the team would need to sign up for. And it run, I can get into a lot of stats and drama with why this is such a big deal, but basically this is Houston's like one year to get rid of him and that gigantic contract to free up some of the money that they would be spending on Russell Westbrook on other players. So that Houston in a few years could be better. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I honestly selfishly want him to go to the nets because watching Harden Westbrook Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, watch them all play together would be insane. That would be absolutely ridiculous. I don't think there hasn't been much talk about Russell Westbrook going to the Nets. Again, we're not really. I mean, even Harden going to the Nets. I mean, it'll be be fun to watch the Nets play next season. Yes. And what's really cool, one of my favorite things about the Brooklyn Nets is their court is painted like Brooklyn concrete. So it has like a really different look to it than the other courts. And they are owned by Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah, Young Hove. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Young Hove, Jay Z owns the Brooklyn Nets. So they're and they're a relatively new team too. They only I don't know no, when you don't you don't hear much about Brook, the Brooklyn Nets. No, but again, Kevin Durant went to them last year. Kyrie Irving went to them last year, and 
Obviously, they've got a lot of hype and Harden's over there this year. They're going to be a huge contender in the East for that championship. So we'll have to see. Well, I know there is also a lot of exciting news about the NBA draft. Yes. So we talked about tomorrow. Yeah. So we're recording this on Tuesday, you guys. And Christina and I kind of went back and forth about how we're going to do this, but, um, we wanted to give you a little preview about the NBA draft. So just as a reminder, the NBA draft is the one time a year when college basketball players are declared that they want to go pro and NBA teams have the opportunity to pick up the college players. And they don't, I mean, do they have to be a certain age to declare that they want to go pro or can they declare that they want to go pro their freshman year if they're that good? Yep. So that's a great question. They have to be one year removed from high school. So what's kind of different about this 2020 draft is we typically see the top 10 players, really the first round draft picks in general are coming from college and they are a one and done, which is a very common term used in college basketball for the Zion Williamson's of the world that come yeah. to college and after one year enter the NBA draft and go pro. So we typically see those one and dones coming from Kentucky, but this year's draft is so different because one of the top picks is LaMelo ball. And his one year that he's been removed from college has been spent playing for money overseas in Europe. So again, the rules do not specifically state that you have to go to college for a year, but you do have to be one year removed from high school and at least 19 years old in order to enter the draft. And so LaMelo Ball decided that one year was going to be spent making money overseas instead of going to college um, and declaring after that one year. So very interesting. Our, our team's interested in picking him up now that he's coming back to the States. Yes. Yeah. So he is going to be in the top three. So there is a lot of drama around the top three picks. So let me break down first and foremost, who has, what teams have the top three picks. So the first pick is the Minnesota Timberwolves. The second pick is the Golden State Warriors. And the third pick is our very own Charlotte Hornets. And that just means those are the three worst teams in the NBA, right? That's why they get to pick one, two, and three. So the, the NBA draft, if you guys remember, is that bingo game. So it's a lottery. So depending on how bad you are is however many bingo balls you get in right. the bingo roller. The Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors and the, the Hornets, I don't want to say finished worse in the league, yeah. last season, but they just, their ping pong ball got picked out of the bingo roller as the first, second and third picks based on what their record was from last season. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Let's go, let's break it down by team. So just kind of talking about the Minnesota Timberwolves, right? They have a center, they have a big guy. So the center in basketball is typically the guy who is the tallest on the court. He's always going to tower typically at least six inches, maybe more over everybody else on the court. And James Wiseman, who is one of the top three 
picks that's supposed to go first in the draft is a big man. So he's a center, he's over seven foot tall. And so he's not expected to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So that leaves LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards, who are both guards as the Minnesota Timberwolves pick. So it's pretty well known. They're not choosing James Wiseman because again, they already have Carl Anthony Towns, who as a reminder, he's dating who, Christine? Jordan Woods. Jordan Woods, who is Kylie Jenner's ex-best friend. And they don't need a big man. So James Wiseman is off. He's not going to be picked first, basically. So it's going to be either Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball. Now, the second and the third pick, so the Golden State Warriors and the Charlotte Hornets, what we need to be careful about, what all teams need to be careful about is voicing who they want to pick. As a top three team in this draft, you need to be kind of hush-hush about who you want because if another team in the top three that is picking ahead of you finds out who you want, so if... Golden State finds out that the Charlotte Hornets for sure want James Wiseman. What they're going to do is call up the Hornets and say, hey, Hornets, we want James Wiseman too. So in order for you to get James Wiseman, you not only have to trade up, but you need oh, to give us something so additional. savage. Yes. So it's very savage. There's a lot of drama, but typically you will hear there's a mock draft. Every sports outlet out there does a mock draft, but really nobody knows when those top three guys are going to go in what order, because neither one or none of these teams, none of these three teams, Minnesota, Golden State, or Charlotte has really voiced anything because they want to keep their first round draft pick of who would work the best with their team at their chest or very secretive so that none of the other teams will kind of throw a curveball on them and make right. it straight up to get their guy. Yeah, that makes sense. So I know we typically pick what games are coming up in football. Who do you think is going where? All right. So I think that LaMelo ball is going to be picked up by the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. I think that golden state is going to pick up Wiseman. Okay. Actually. Ooh, <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Golden State's going to pick up Anthony Edwards and I okay. think the Charlotte Hornets are going to pick up Wiseman. Okay. So, I got Minnesota Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, Golden State Warriors, LaMelo Ball, Charlotte Hornets, James Wiseman. And the reason why I think that the Charlotte Hornets are going to pick James Wiseman is because Christine, do you know who our center is right now? Nope. Cody Oh, Cody, we know him. <laughs> we, we don't know him, Christine. We met him Cody one Zeller. time. We met him one time at the Panth at a Panthers game, had him take a picture of, uh, of us, I guess with us, had him take a picture with us, but he did leave his gloves. Remember? Yes. And I still have them. They're a triple XL glove and his hands are like freaking I gigantic. So I wonder if we can find that picture, Sarah, because we literally come up to his nipples. Yes. That way you guys can understand just how tall these centers are that I was telling you about earlier in the NBA. I will actually seven feet. I'll find it. I think it's on one of our Instagrams. I'm sure it's somewhere. All right, Christine, now that we picked what person we think is going to what basketball team, let's get back 
on the football train and talk through what games we think are important this week and even more fun who we think is going to win. So first things first, Thursday night, we have the DeAndre Hopkins Cardinals versus the Seahawks. Who you got? I'm going with the Seahawks, baby. I think the Seahawks are going to win too. I don't know. I just, I just, I feel like coming, coming out of that Hail Mary, he's going to, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be on his high horse, but I just don't think it's going to work against the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to come through. I think so too. So then Sunday afternoon, 1 PM, of course, we got the Panthers versus the Lions. Who you got? Panthers. Panthers. Me too. The next 1 PM game I did want to mention is the Falcons versus the Saints. So this will be the first game that Drew Brees will not be there, but the Falcons suck this year. So I'm still going with the Saints because Jameis Winston will be the backup quarterback for Drew Brees and he'll be starting on Sunday versus the Falcons. So go Jameis. Next four o'clock Packers versus Colts. Who you got? I got the Packers. Packers. Me too. Sunday night, Sarah. Chiefs versus the Raiders. Chiefs. Chiefs. Me too. I got Chiefs too. And then Monday night, Bucks annoyingly get the primetime game again, but it's Rams versus Box. Who do you have winning? Hot Sean McVay, the youngest coach in NFL. Rams. Rams. Speaking I, of Christine. I think that Bucks are going to win this one. I don't want to go for the Bucks. I really want to see Tom Brady lose, but I think that the Bucks are going to win. So speaking of Sean McVay being the youngest and most attractive coach in the NFL, Christine, let's recap my Bobby Bones and Lunchbox experience. So freaking Lunchbox, man. Shout out to Hannah. I love you, girl. Giving us a call, telling us about this whole Bobby Bones show on Monday mornings, how Lunchbox says no woman can beat him in NFL trivia. And so she calls us up is like, Sarah, you got this. I'm like, all right, let's try. I have you guys blow up the comment section. I give them a call. Somebody answers the phone. Like the radio gods were on my (laughs) side on Monday morning or something. So Abby answers the phone. I'm like, hi, I didn't think anybody was going to answer. She's like, hello. I was like, Abby, I want to go up against lunchbox and NFL trivia. And she was like, are you a football pro? I was like, I would hope I'm a football pro. She was like, all right, well, I'm going to ask you three questions ready go. And so she asked me three questions right off the bat, like right on the spot to see if I would actually be able to answer them. And then she was like, all right, we're calling you back in an hour. So be by your phone. And I was like, okay, yeah, for sure. And then I like, oh my God, wait, like an hour to like prep or like an hour to like be on the show. And Abby was like, no, no, an hour to be on the show. So I'm losing my mind. I'm calling Christine. I'm shaking. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Literally called me screaming, actually screaming, which made me start to scream. My heart was racing as if I was going to be on the show and I wasn't, but I could feel my heart racing. I'm like, Christine, I'm going on the Bobby bone show versus lunchbox in NFL trivia. And you guys, I got six out of seven right and lunchbox got all seven right and you know Ugh. what the one that I got wrong is Christine and I think this whole situation is rigged so lunchbox if you're listening to this Bobby Bones if you're listening to this all of our viewers at home go ahead need and start a rematch blowing up their dms because I need a rematch because the question was where did Jerry Rice go to college and the answer we now know is Mississippi Valley State. Who the hell? 
Lunchbox knew it. And he knew it so easily. I would want to know why, Christine? Because he gets on and he's like, oh, it's one of my favorite players. Like, sorry, Lunchbox. Jerry Rice played when I was like barely even walking. I... (laughs) If you would have asked me about any of the current NFL players about where they went to college, I probably would be able to tell you, but Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State, are you kidding me? I'm clearly salty about it. I don't like to lose, especially not in a, on a question like that. So lunchbox, bring it on. Take two. I demand a rematch. This is ridiculous. You should not have won that game. Rematch. 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 All right, guys, that wraps up episode eight, week eight of It Sports Sis. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Toodaloo.